First John chapter 4, we're going to start reading in verse 1. I look at this song, y'all, that we just sang, and this goes in, in some ways right along with the message I have for you today. Uh, this song is kind of straight out of the book of Revelation, that's why it's called Revelation Song, and uh, it's kind of a picture of what it's going to be like when we get there, a picture of what it's like to be around the throne singing His praise and His worship. This song does what each and every one of us ought to do, and that's exalt the name of Jesus in our life. If you look at this song, it doesn't really talk about the cares of your life. It doesn't talk about other things you might be concerned about. It talks about exalting the name of Jesus. That's what it is. The Word tells us there's going to come a day when... Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We don't have to wait for that day. Praise God. We can do that right now, can't we? And, and we should. Not only by our mouth, but by our actions. Everything we do and say should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we look at this Scripture this morning. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye that the Spirit of God, I'm sorry, hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof you have heard that it should come. And even now, already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So, like I started out saying, our life, not only our mouth, but our life, should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So what does it mean here when it says that you'll know these spirits because every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God? Is it enough that they say it with their mouth? No, it's not. See, this: if you just read this on the surface, it seems like a very easy way to tell whether someone is, is doing the work of God or not. But it's not so easy. Because anybody, including the devil, can tell you Jesus came in the flesh. He was the Son of God. But what else are they saying? Do the other things they say back that up? Do the other things they do support that? It's easy to say something, 
But given enough time, your actions will tell the truth. Okay? Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. So I want to talk to you today about knowing the spirits. Okay? It says that already there's... And this was, you know, a long time ago, guys. This wasn't yesterday when this was written. It said already false prophets have went out into the world. Already there is that spirit of Antichrist. What is Antichrist? It means in opposition to Christ. Guess what? The best way to oppose Christ is to begin to look like Him to start with. And then you can re-guide someone the right, wrong direction. If you study some of the prominent religions today, they kind of start out the same. In fact, if you want to talk to a Mormon, you'll find out real quick that they believe a lot of the same things we do about Jesus. But there's also some very wrong ideals in the background. So see, they want to give off that spirit of Christ. They want people to accept them for Jesus, but that Antichrist spirit is underneath. Okay, so this isn't just about someone that's preaching today. We also have false spirits around us. Those those people, right? It's not just a spiritual thing in the sense of uh, you know what we think of as a spirit. It's also the attitude that people carry with them. It's also the actions that people do. And what we see a lot of times is those that claim to be Christians, but they, they carry this other spirit with them that is not of God. Do you realize that we see that in the church today? If you think not, then you're sorely, sorely fooled. Deceived. Listen, if I were the enemy, the very place I would want to attack someone is where they feel the most comfortable. I want to disturb their comfort. I want to make sure that if there is a a point at which they rally to regroup, I want to destroy that. I don't want to give them an opportunity to be strengthened and renewed for a fight. You understand that today. Why is it important to know these spirits? Because the enemy will attack you from any corner. The enemy wants to divide. He wants to destroy. He wants to tear down. If we can't recognize his attacks, we're susceptible to them. Guys, I want you to hear what I'm saying today because... Even in in small town Kennard, there are people that want to come into a church and try to divide it. I'm not trying to tell you about a specific instance today. I'm telling you about a general instance of attack from the enemy. He wants to come in not only to your church, but into your home. And that thing that you begin to entertain that seems good on the surface, because maybe maybe it's a TV preacher. 
And you start to watch and listen to him, and man, everything he says sounds good. But all of a sudden, if you watch long enough, if you're studied in the Word, and you know what the Spirit of God is, you begin to see things that are contrary to His Word. Now, I'm telling you these things today because it's pertinent that you hear them. It is necessary for the church of God to awaken and become aware of the enemy's tactics. It is necessary that we know those spirits. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in His Word. It wouldn't be in their telling us. You should know those spirits. Be aware of them. I had a woman tell me one time that the Spirit had came to her and revealed something about the Word and everything she said was contrary to what the Word teaches. She said, the Spirit of God came to me and showed me this. Gave me revelation. I said, how do you know it was the Spirit of God? I said, the Word tells us that we should try the Spirit. Right? And if they begin teaching, see, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter what they say. When it's contrary to God's Word, it, it's not new revelation. It's false revelation. It's false doctrine. And it should be corrected at that moment. From that very point, you should say, Demon, I bind you in the name of Jesus. And I command you to leave. You see, we have that kind of authority and power in Jesus' name. Don't trust any kind of thing that comes to you. Whether it be some words that are implanted in your mind from some spirit. Or whether it be a person under the guise of the name of Jesus. Jesus, if they tell you things that don't line up with the Word, you tell them to leave. Guys, the enemy sees your weakness and he will play on it. How do you know the Spirit of God? First of all, we need to get in His Word. That's the simplest answer right there. You can't know God without knowing what His Word says. If you don't have something to tie yourself to, how do you know what Spirit is telling you what you're hearing? See, the wonderful thing about God is He doesn't leave these things to the imagination. He's already spelled it out for you. He's not going to come and tell you something that's contrary to His Word. Because He is. He's eternal. He never changes. The Word even says He's without variance. He's not going to change His mind on a situation that He's already spoken on. So when you know His Word, guess what? You know His answer. Some of us start waiting on the Spirit to come and tell us something, but God's already told us in His Word. If we would just begin to read it and pour it into our hearts and minds, guess what? We'd already know the answer. There was a time when when Joshua was down on his knees praying, God, tell me what to do. And God said, quit praying. He said, get up. I've already told you what to do. Quit sitting around asking me about it. I've already told you. How many of you need to hear that today? 
Quit sitting around praying about it. We say, well, that's the way we find out from God. You don't need to keep praying if He's already told you. How many of y'all have kids and they say, Mama, Daddy, can I have a Coke? Can I have some candy? And you say, no. Is it ever good enough? The first answer. Never. Not one time do I remember my kids leaving it at that. Not one time do I remember ever doing that, right? As a kid, you're going back. How about now? Can I have it now? How about now? Mama, 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 mama. Eventually, a lot of times what happens? They wear you down and you say, just do it. I don't care. Leave me alone. Right? But that's what we do to God. We keep going to Him saying, one of these times He's going to give me the answer I want. I've ignored everything He's told me. If I just keep asking, He's going to speak to me one day. He's already spoke to you. I had a lady one time, she was seeking God's will, quote unquote. Okay? She said, what do you think I ought to do in this situation? I said, what I would do is I would pray. And I would do like, a, was it Gideon that laid the fleece out? One time he, he said, Lord, if it's wet and the ground is dry, I'll know it's your will. He went back to him again. He said, Lord, if it's dry and the ground's wet, I'll know it's your will. I said, I would do that. I would say, Lord, if it's your will that I do this, then let this happen. Let there be a, a sign that I'm on the right track. She did that. She got her answer. Two weeks later, she did what she wanted to anyway. What was wrong with the answer? It was not pleasing to her. Y'all, I'm telling you these things not to get a laugh. I'm telling you because that Spirit comes to you and you say, I don't want to hear that. I'm waiting for a different Spirit. (laughs) One that's going to tell me what I want to hear. There's two different kinds of Spirits. There's those that point you up and those that point you down. There's those that try to increase you, those that try to tear away. How do you know which one is of God? First of all, listen, you've got to know God. Okay? I can't give you a clear answer on every situation in this life because sometimes God is tearing you down. But I guarantee you Him tearing you down is in accordance with His Word. If you will just look at that situation and you say, Father, show me in Your Word what I need to know. You'll find it. He will guide you and direct you if you're listening to Him. I want to tell you something else. About spirits. God wants you, and listen to this, because this is tied to Scripture, and I'll give you that in a minute. God wants you to visualize what's coming. Okay? The devil wants to remind you of what you've done. Why is that? First of all, God knows the future. The devil don't. 
The Word says that people without vision perish. Right? So that tells you by confirmation of the Word of God that He wants you to be looking to what He's going to do. He wants you visualizing. Now, I'm not trying to get uh, all metaphorical on you today. I'm not trying to be a motivational speaker. You just need to visualize. No. I'm telling you that God will give you vision and direction if you begin to seek it from Him. The devil will never give you vision. The devil will never give you guidance into something like that. He will remind you of what you've done in the past. Now, I'm here to tell you today that if the people of God would once again begin to seek vision from Him, things would turn around. But what do we do? We want to stay right here. I want to stay in the now. Why? Why do we, why do we like to dwell in the present? Because we understand it. We feel like we have control over now. We feel like we have control over the past. We have a grasp of it. And the future is the future. It's, we can't know it. We, we can't understand what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, why it's going to happen. All we know is it's unknown. So it scares us. But y'all, I want you to understand something about God. It does not catch Him by surprise. Okay, so when the Spirit comes to you and He tells you this is going to happen, guarantee God's moving. Okay? Assuming that thing is in accordance with God's Word. Y'all, you know what I'm concerned more about today? Is not this spiritual thing, but it's the it's the people thing. Because people come at you all the time. Oh, I'm this and that. Under the guise of Jesus. There ain't no more spiritual depth in them than there is a mud hole outside. But they come under that banner. This is what I've done. What I say? Reminding you of the past. This is who I am. This is what I've accomplished. Accept me for who I say I am. And all along, they're a wolf in sheep's clothing. How are we to know that? Listen, when you're in touch with God, the Spirit will bear witness. I promise you, listen, if you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you begin to, you begin to see God revealing those things to you. I don't know how many times I've encountered someone and just had that uneasy feeling. I don't want anything to do with them. And it don't take long before their actions bear it out. It does not take long, okay? All you got to do is get around a wolf for a little while and you will find out real quick they are not your friend. You know, even a wild dog will walk up and let you pet it sometimes. But do you trust it around your kids? No. You think the enemy does, is not aware of that? 
How many of us would trust the devil if he just came to us and said, Hey, I'm the devil. Now, get out of here, buddy. I know you. Right? He knows that. He's not foolish. He's going to come at us in a manner that he knows we will accept. How does he do that? By trial and error. He's not very smart, y'all. He doesn't read your mind. He watches your actions. He watches you and studies you. Like any good enemy would. He studies you. It would greatly behoove us to do the same. That's why that Word tells you to know those spirits. Know them. When that spirit of a liar comes to you, recognize it for what it is. When that spirit of of whatever comes at you, whether it be in your church or in your home or at your job or at your school, it doesn't matter where, when it comes to you, have enough wherewithal and knowledge in the Word of God to be able to call it what it is. If you go fishing in fresh water, does anybody have any assumptions that you're going to reel in a saltwater fish? No. You know where you are, right? What are the odds it's going to happen? Very, very slim. You know your situation you're in. You know the surroundings. You know what's possible there. And when you reel in a bass... Most of us are not going to make any false assumption that this is a catfish. No matter how loud he croaks. Y'all hear me today? You see, why is that? You see, if I were to take my son out there who hasn't been fishing that many times, and we really in something that he didn't recognize, he may say, well, that kind of looks like this or that. And he can, based upon his lack of knowledge of it, make a false assumption. But the first time he encounters something and somebody says, that's a catfish, from there on you don't have to correct him or tell him. He's going to know that's a catfish. Doesn't matter if it's this big, this big. Most of y'all are going to say it's this big. It doesn't matter what size it is. And I, you know what? There's different kinds of catfish. But what is it? It's still a catfish. It still looks like a catfish. It may be a different color. It still looks like a catfish though. Y'all, I'm here to tell you right now that when you have knowledge of the enemy and what his deceptions are, it does not take you very long to identify him as the enemy. So when you know those spirits, whether it be a person or some voice in your head, call it what it is. Don't fool yourself into believing it's a perch when it's a catfish. Everything I've said to you today is dependent upon one thing. Knowledge. How do you know the spirits? You got to know them by His Word. 
No one by the Holy Spirit that's within you. Compare the two. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about when I say that because you don't understand the Spirit in you. I'm not, I'm not coming down on you right now. I'm, I'm trying to open up your knowledge. I want you to understand there is a such thing as being filled with the Spirit. And when you are filled with the Spirit, it's real easy to compare what's in you to what's outside. There's a a different place it comes from. There's a different way it talks to you. There's a different way it deals with you in general. And when the false one comes, you ought to be able to say, Get out of here, devil! Because you're not who you say you are. Whether it be a spirit or a person. Unfortunately, I encounter too many of both. The bottom line is simple. Words are not enough. But too many of us take them at their word. Because it's outside our realm of expertise, well, they must be know what they're talking about. Y'all ever heard somebody just rattle off some sort of statistics or knowledge? And you say, wow, they must know what they're talking about. What are you basing that on? You ever thought about that? I had somebody tell me one time that 97% of all statistics are made up. I just made that one up. Right? That's how easy it is. So, so when you hear someone spouting off a bunch of knowledge, what are you basing it on? What do you base your belief in what I say on? It better be the Word of God. If I get up here and tell you something contrary, hey, that ain't right. Call it what it is. If the Spirit of God does not bear witness with what they're saying, what does that mean? Sometimes people don't, don't understand that terminology. You ever heard two different stories from two different witnesses and they just didn't line up? You hear a few different stories and it does not take long for you to get an understanding that somebody's lying. (laughs) Right? And a lot of times, based upon those two or three different stories, you can even interpolate the truth out of that. You hear a little truth here, a little truth there. Y'all, I'm telling you today, we have a basis of truth. The Spirit of God. Let's look at this last verse I read you in verse 6. The very last part, it says, Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You base it upon the Holy Spirit's witness. When His witness to you is one thing, and the the other thing that's coming at you is contrary to that, you say, "Uh uh-uh. No matter how good it sounds, uh uh-uh. You hear that? No matter how good it sounds. Uh Uh-uh. Because it's going to sound good. It's going to sound promising. It's going to sound, oh man, I, I can't wait for that. That sounds awesome. Uh uh. The Holy Spirit will tell you is that real or is it error? 
Y'all stand with me today. Brother Steve, will you dismiss for us, please?